Welcome to the Shulamite Podcast, an extension of Shulamite Ministries and Shulamite.com, with weekly interviews and teaching with author and speaker Martha Kilpatrick and hosted by John Enslow. This weekly podcast is a way to stay connected to the ministry. So come experience anointed messages, not giving just another method, but a living impartation. Um, and it has to do with the current situation, John, uh, the triggers. Um, the Lord's been taking me back in my story, opportunities, things that he tried to show me I didn't listen to, I didn't hear. And I shared some with you, Martha. But this one, I, it just kind of came to me because I've seen it many times in my life and recently. Let me just share this. I was 16, talking about going back, 16 working on a farm, and I, I had spent three days, 12-hour days in hot sun on a tractor harrowing a field, just going back and forth uh, on a tractor, uh, getting the field ready for planting. And um, anyway, it was the end of that holiday in the evening, and the farmer came and said, okay, bring it on in, we're done. And I said, I just have one more pass, I'll, I'll come in after I make the pass. I went to the end of the row, and of course in Pennsylvania all the fields are small, and they have trees, woods all around. Well, there was a tree that was laying down, and part of the tree extended not into the field, but close to it. And this was uh, summertime, so the, it, the dust, as I was hurrying, I mean, it was like uh, grease lightning. I mean, I ha it was an old tri-tractor, not a four-wheel, but a three-wheel. And so... I had gotten a flat tire on a harrow, which meant as I come to the end and make the turn, normally you'd lift up so the weight wouldn't drag, and you make your turn. Well, I couldn't lift. I had to use my brakes. And so as I started to make the turn, um, it started snow plowing, going straight instead of turning. And this tree that was sticking out, and there were no branches that I could see, it was just sticking out. I hit the brake and it turned and as I turned it just caught in the front of the tractor just caught the tip of it broke it off and I was like oh whew, that was close and so made the turn and ran to the end of the field as I was getting to the end there was steam coming out the front and I went oh great what so I jumped off and there was a little spike of a branch kind of like these pine trees when they fall as I hit it it just poked a hole in the radiator, just, you know, a hole. So I made it back to the farm and told the farmer, and I don't know if he was triggered, but he was extremely angry. I didn't do anything malicious. I, you know, it wasn't anything. I was careless or anything like that. It just happened. I worked there three more years, and I was never allowed on a tractor again. And I never, you know, it was one of those things that's just always been in my mind. It was just made me angry, but it hurt deeply. Like, you know, it was an accident. But it was like he never forgave me. Just wouldn't let me on the tractor. So when this came up with the books, the only way to get these things off would be on a tractor that I hadn't been on since that time. And wobbly forks offloading like i said i've offloaded trucks in a forklift but it was scary it was like okay i don't want to fail and i think that's 
what a lot of my fear, I have great fear of failing. Worked on your plumbing, I failed. I didn't do it maliciously. Helped in the office, I failed. And your response triggered to say, no. And I realize now that that's, I you know, never forgave the farmer for doing that, but it affected me big time. And I, um, afraid of failing, I mean well, I want to do well. And when I fail, it's like, boom, the consequences. Never again, you won't, you know, you're going to pay for this the rest of your life. That's how I feel. So that's part of what's tied in with this. And the Lord's brought me to the point to know that he has to enable. I mean, I was proud in that I could do, and I would work hard, and I'd do the best I could. But with all these experiences recent, you know, he's brought me to a place to know that, okay, he has to make it clear, is it something I need to do? Something he's calling me to do. If he's called me to do it, he'll enable me to do stuff that I have no experience doing. I have no qualms about that. But I really, right now, I'm kind of in this whirlwind of, okay. And then adding driving a truck up a mountain, mm. just, just kind of, okay, what are we doing here? What are we supposed to do? So I'm backed into a corner that I know that he is able. He will take care of it. He will give me the capability. But I know that I probably need to go back and just uh, forgive and, and be forgiven. I, I've never, it has really stuck and has been a trigger for me. Mm -hmm. that's, that's well said. That's how it is. <clears throat> it's all about your feeling about yourself. And what, oh, that's great. Thanks for being willing to share that. Ecclesiastes 3.15, the new living, what is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before because God makes the same thing happen over and over again. God makes the same thing happen over and over wow. again. What is the reference? It's like you recognize in your before. Familiar. So in the New American Standard, that verse reads, that which is has been already, and that which will be has already been, for God seeks what has passed by. What day? Run a test over again. It's, no fa it's a no failure. Able to you see. Know, failure. failure is a real common trigger. It's certainly a common trigger for me. But a dear woman I loved told me 25 years ago, I, had, I can't even remember what I had done that I was just so devastated over. And she was said, oh, well, you'll do a lot worse things than this before it's all over. <laughs> oh, how encouraging. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I use that line a lot. <laughs> you'll do worse things. Okay, I want, to, I want to take it on and still being on me <clears throat> as the example, <laughs> I guess. Um, <clears throat> the 
is kind. <laughs> okay. I've, as you know, I've been through months of sickness. And uh, not really knowing what to do with it or about it or what it even was. I've been to the emergency room twice legitimately. Not... Uh, and needful, and there was this a little session on about my heart. And as the doctors did what they knew to do, John and Joan here listened to God for me, and they said her problem is not the heart; it's sleep de deprivation. And when I got into that definition. I got in touch with all the pain and fear I experienced as a child that I thought, oh, shut up and get over it. Quit whining. I would talk to myself so bad. <laughs> and uh, But there was an awful lot of uh, fear in my childhood. Even though I had joy on the second floor of a tree, that was on my terms, I guess. But... Uh, <clears throat> If you, if you grow up under an alcoholic, usually there's a lot of anger and misbehavior and so forth. But the Lord showed me at one point not to despair over all of it because I was being trained to help other people. And he said, all your life you will take this little girl and you will relate to humanity by your memories. So everything is orchestrated for a purpose. <clears throat> who who got that all oh, that scripture you read? Oh my goodness! It's worth hearing. I want to hear it too. What is happening now has happened before, and what will happen in the future has happened before, because God makes the same thing happen over and over again. Well, it's because. God's making you into what you want to be yourself. What happens in your childhood, especially if it's about terror and being afraid, <clears throat> sometimes my, my precious daddy would come around the corner and be yelling at me, and I wouldn't have, I don't know what I did. I was just minding my own business. <clears throat> the the uh, terror was... Never over something real, but over something I didn't do or whatever. And know that one person I was uh, confronting her with a number of things that were wrong. And I came back to her and said, you're being made into the bride of Christ. Don't worry about it. It's, a, it's a, something wonderful and Precious is happening to you because God is making you fit to be the bride of Christ. And that's where we all are because the end result of, of humanity, the end of the world, will be the bride. And so that everything has meaning and everything is preparation and everything is very carefully orchestrated by God. And when you have that perspective, you may not have a clue of what is happening, but you 
are being formed sovereignly for your eternal destiny, not for this life. We're all focused on this life. We should be fo focused on the next life. You, must, you, you and I should be aware of eternity. Things settled here are for eternity. Therefore, Christ in me, the hope of glory. We, we are, are destined for glory, which is the light of the presence, visible presence of the Lord. And so every, it's worth knowing yourself. It's worth going into and doing, taking care of what wasn't resolved. And I'm, I'm still learning how much I'm driven by fear and how much Jesus, whoa, whoa. He would let his disciples be ambitious, fight, whatever. But when they were afraid, he said, how dare you, in so many words. Fear not. And I've even done a, a series on how not to fear. I've got to redo it. <laughs> it's a whole lot more to the story. But your story lies in your childhood. And if you don't know your story, you don't become you. You are being formed. It says he will, he will do for us what he requires of us. He will do it himself. And the secret to that is abiding in him and resting in him. And I'll talk about that another time. But the, the uh, acceptance without understanding, accepting yourself and your, your uh, circumstance and your childhood, so forth and so on. And I say it in that little book I've got that we sell a lot of. Accept, accept, accept. Oh, great the great lie. The great lie is that God is not good. That's the lie. And because we suffer and we have to endure things, we tend to be angry at God about it. I see that when we suffer, we accept that lie easily that Martha's talking about, mm -hmm. that God is not good. We hope you've enjoyed the Shulamite podcast. For all the latest from Shulamite Ministries, please visit us at shulamite.com, where you'll find Martha's daily devotions, posts from GetAlongWithGod.com and the online library of all of Martha's writings. At Shulamite.com, downloading the free Shulamite app is easy and LivingChristianBooks.com is only a click away. Thank you for joining us on this journey to discover a God worth knowing.